Hi, everybody. I'm Johnny Hedgepath. And I'm Pete Schermacher. And welcome to Hard for Picard. The That's podcast. Right. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> the podcast where Pete and I are going to be breaking down every episode of season three, episode uh, every episode of the new season of Picard. Because uh, we were talking off mic, and we know there's a million Star Trek podcasts. That's why I didn't want to do it. My favorite podcast is a Star Trek podcast, Greatest Generation. I'm a friend of DeSoto. I'm a subscriber. But after the first three episodes, I reached out to my old podcast partner to see if he wanted to come out of retirement, Mr. Pete Schermacher, because we were texting each other about how much we are loving this season. Right, Pete? It's amazing. It really is. It's almost like a love letter. Like they finally, finally seem like they got it. I'm like, I, I, I'm like you. You watched all three seasons, right? Oh, I've watched. I've watched every episode of New Trek. Okay, ditto. And I'm like, you know, they had moments on the first two uh, seasons I thought were okay and good, uh, actually good, actually bad. But right now, man, it's like, boom! This is what I needed. It feels like this is like the next generation movie we never got really. Exactly. I mean, exactly. I, mean I know the I know uh, the Borg one was incredible and one of the best Star Trek movies, but the next gen never really geared itself towards movies because, like the original Star Trek, it was the original Star Trek was based around three characters, which makes it more inducive to a movie franchise. While Next mm. Generation was more ensemble, which made it tougher. To actually just, you know, because you, you got to base it around the captain. And and it was almost like, who is the big three? And it, it never really, but here. Okay, well, really... I, I, I'll, I'll go with my, my next gen big three, okay? It's Picard, Data, and Riker. They're, they're yeah, my... I always, see, I always, I always argue with flip-flop between Riker and Worf. And that's, I was about to say the exact same thing, or Worf, right? Like in those movies, I, I mean, you thought Marina Sirtis didn't have a lot to do on the show in the first few seasons. In some of those movies, she literally has nothing to do. Exactly. And uh, even and even uh, First Contact has its flaws. You know, I mean, I love it. It's the best of them. Uh, but like, there's the one thing in particular when uh, when uh, the guy who played Farmer uh, James Cromwell. Yes, he says. Uh, you're just astronauts on some sort of Star Trek. I wanted to throw my popcorn at the screen. Yeah, I know. That was pretty rough. <laughs> oh, my God. I hated that. But but right before we start, just in case anyone who's never heard us before, Pete and I met back in 2013 doing wrestling podcasts. And right after that, we discovered we both love comic books and Star Trek. And I wanted to ask you, Pete, when did you first become a star trek fan or trek you know what where the trekkie i'll wear it with pride when did you oh, first had to be it? had to be in the early 80s probably watching it uh in reruns on like uh wgn uh, or on 39 gold or whatever which ironically was the same station 39 gold the same station kcb was what uh watched paul boss wrestling where oh, we did well, a podcast uh, on yeah the dude that I watched it on WOR, or no, I watched it on W on WPIX, which did have a Pro Wrestling USA on it. So, yeah, same kind of channel. Yeah, you know, I think usually it would air like at 
sometimes in the morning, sometimes like around five or six in the evening. I mean, it was like on a almost, Saturday on a yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, for us, Saturday it was or Sunday. Yeah. yeah. For us, it was around five or six that, that time on Saturdays. And did you become a fan of the TOS? I mean, did you like really like it right away? It was actually it was when that next generation came on. It was when I really loved it. Um, I, I appreciated uh, what the original one was, but it wasn't until the next generation where I became a hardcore uh, Star Wars, Star Trek fan. But I always liked these Star Trek movies. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, the original, of course, got me into that. Um, I remember that first one that was about when I've never seen it in the theater. Uh, the motion picture was like boring. It's so boring. Right. The, the uniforms look like ass. Yeah. It's so boring. Uh, yep. Yeah. But then I, I mean, I, I started, you know, you know, as a kid, you're just watching it because I mean, any type of sci-fi, if you're a kid, even it was hard to find good sci-fi, sci-fi at, at, mm-hmm. at that at that stage. Um, but I, I mean, so I've always been into science fiction like i mean star wars um v the uh mini series um you know i thought that was great you know what if we could dig up we if we could i I liked the the second mini series even better uh i i i i i I, I will argue with that but i did that's okay then next year next year we're gonna do our v podcast Okay, there we go. And then we had, but but I will say the second series at least had brought Han Tyler into it, which was a great character. Yep, played that, off of uh, played off Gooder, Mike Donovan, uh, really good, the Beastmaster. That well, well. that he, he's my argument for season two. Him and his big tough henchman, dude. Yeah, uh, Mickey Jones. Who, yeah, you know, uh, he was he, he was in every like eighties TV show from BJ and the Bear to Chips and All right. and, and everything in between. Hey. Hey, hey, guys! That is your teaser for our V cast next year, okay? Because you know, Pete only comes out of retirement every now and then. In fact, the last time he came out of retirement was to do the Obi Wan Kenobi uh, podcast on this same podcast network with my partner Travis Velashin. So this is going to serve as a, a, a sequel. In a well, way. I do a little part time job now. On, oh, what is on that the main, on the main event? Nice. Yeah. Nice, that dope. Cool. Talking wrestling? Yeah. You gotta be old school then, right? No. No? You don't watch the current wrestling and you talk about it? You're Pretty my favorite much. kind of fan. Exactly. <laughs> For me, I I liked Star Trek. I appreciated that it was better than because wrestling was over and cartoons were over. There was yeah. nothing else on, really. And I'm like, oh, but I thought the TV show was boring. Because I don't think I had seen or remembered seeing Star Trek before I saw Star Wars in the theater. Agreed, agreed. Uh, I will agree with that. And I, as a as seven-year-old, I was like, "This is kind of dull." Like, when's the, I want to see some space battles and, and yeah, shit, you know, and uh, and certain ones were okay, and certain ones were more heady and not for me. But I would once a year watch it with my uh, cousin in Kentucky who was in college and loved Star Trek. And it was always, and I thought he, and he was cool as fuck. And uh, we would always sit there on a Saturday and watch Star Trek together. And that would be my favorite Star Trek memory. But like you, then it was the movies that I'm like, okay. And by the way, okay, real quick. What's your favorite of the original cast movies? Oh, Wrath of Khan. It's my number two. You know what my number one is? 
Wait, jump. Nope, that's my number three. It's Undiscovered Country. I that's my number two. Okay. Oh, that's your number two? I love Undiscovered Country. Ditto. Ditto. That's a great movie. Uh, and then for me, it was Next Gen, but not at first. I was a senior in high school when Encounter at Farpoint dropped. Right. And I remember watching it on a Saturday night, going, all right. And I fucking hated it. The first two seasons were rough. Yeah. Uh, I hated the skin tight uniforms. I didn't think they, I thought they looked terrible. I thought a bald captain was a joke. was ridiculous. Oh, that didn't bother me. I mean, that bothered the fuck out of me. Really? I'm like, how's this guy? He ain't no James Kirk. I mean, I remember that. <laughs> uh, and now I will go down and I'll, and I think Picard's the best captain of all time. Uh-huh. Um, well, I will, well, I'll, I'll argue for Cisco, but we'll save that for another day. Okay. Um, the bald thing. Hey, look, I did. I was 18 and I knew what the future held for me. So the, the bald look was just fine. Uh, but I, I hated the uniforms and I, and, and I thought encounter at Farport was boring. I hated the way it, it ended. And I remember I caught a handful of episodes that year, like late night on Saturday. I saw Tasha Yarg die by, uh, from the goo monster. Uh, uh, I never saw that <laughs> one. Uh, I just a handful and so I didn't care. And then when I got, after a year and a half in college and came home, I started watching it more often. And it was basically, it was when Best of Both Worlds hit and yeah, everyone was yeah. talking about it. And from then on, season three too is is really good. Uh, season three, four, three, four and five are awesome, you know? Yeah. And then I just fell in love with it and that was it. That was it. And then Deep Space Nine became my favorite Star Trek show of all time. That was uh, I, I, I with uh, again. I think it was season three, four, and five. Uh, oh, definitely was Deep Space Nine when they had the Dominion War. Yeah, the um, Dominion War, yeah. But even season three is when they they first start. Uh, it was at the end of season two you first meet the Gem Hadar, and then right. it, it slowly goes from there. But yeah, the first two seasons of uh of Deep Space Nine are kind of rough too. Not as rough as the first two seasons of Next Gen, or at least season one of Next Gen. Uh, right, yeah. but they're kind of dull. Um, I loved Voyager from beginning to end, warts and all. Uh, Enterprise, I couldn't take it after a while, and I dropped off. I didn't finish Enterprise. A lot of it was the song. <laughs> yeah, the opening song was like, "What the fuck?" Um, <sighs> I, 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 that's the show I, I, I got, I got off of too. I'm like, I just can't do this. This is just, but I revisited like on the Netflix era. Mm-hmm. And I, I again, I, I thought season, uh, I think it might have been three and four of that. Was I heard really it got, I, yeah, I heard the fourth season, it really picked up, but by then I checked out and yeah. I did see the last episode, and the last episode is terrible. Yeah, that's uh, what I agree. I, I remember it being like, yeah, it was just it almost like a disgrace to it and yeah. stuff. Um, Despite the fact it had the fact it did have frakes in it, but yeah. you know, and, well, and, I, and, and, and Diana Troy, I think. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it did. It had Marina. Did Barkley was Barkley involved in that one too? I, maybe it was. They were doing a holodeck yeah. thing, but you know, yeah, even Frakes couldn't save that one. Uh, yeah. But before we get to more Frakes, because this is going to be a very Frake friendly podcast, because he's fucking outstanding. Uh, not he's not just acting in this season of Picard; he's directing too. Directing, he's, that's yeah. what he does now. Um, and then let's uh, skip the new movies, but then New Trek, because here we here we are at New Trek and. I didn't, I, just, I wasn't going to subscribe to Paramount for it, 
but then it became part of my Amazon. So I caught up on everything and okay, I like discovery. It warts and all when discovery works. I think it's great. It's got its flaws. Right. I mean, I like, I really liked season two when they had, had, uh, Spock and, uh, um, um, Pike in it. Um, exactly. Exactly. That, that, and I like season one actually of it, honestly, because it had a little bit more action. Uh, season one here. Okay. Let's break it in season one. The first half of the season, I don't like because I didn't like the new Klingons with no hair. And oh, was, yeah, yeah. I can totally get that. Yeah. And I'm I'm willing to deal with the, the makeup, trying to change the makeup a little. I get it. It's fine. It's that because then when they had them grow hair, it looked okay. But it was way too heavy into Klingon religion. And I was like, I don't give a shit about, yeah. about any of this. And But then the mirror universe part, I really enjoyed. Totally agree. And I thought they wrapped it up well. And because uh, uh, Michelle Yeoh from the Mirror Universe became my favorite character on that show. Sure, yeah, she's sexy and everything about her. And, and, yeah. ev- and evil, but then she's one yeah. of the good guys and still evil. Yeah. Uh, but season two, and I really love. doing a spinoff show with her, which I am looking A Section to. 31 show. I'm, yeah. I'm, all, I'm all aboard for it. Yep. Uh, and, I, and then this, the uh, last two, I, I really enjoyed. I, I liked them in the future. I thought it worked better in the future. I kind of checked out where I'm not up to date on, on those right now. Yeah. Uh, and I surely but, should. But it has its flaws. It's a lot of like everyone dealing with their trauma and all that. Yeah. Um, then my absolute favorite of all the new Trek is Lower Decks. I that's good. Door lower decks. It's I I, I haven't I re- watched it all, but I watched watched. I rewatched there. that, dude. I rewatched that over and over and over again. It has made me laugh harder than any show on television, and it's got such a heart to it, and it's in continuity. And they're gonna have a crossover with the other great new one, uh, Strange New Strange Worlds. New Worlds, yeah. And Jack Quaid and Tony uh, Newsom are going to play their animated characters because they look enough like them. They're gonna be on Strange New Worlds. That's thing. awesome, and uh, I love Strange New Worlds because you right back to the Pike. That's why season two is so great, is because Anson Mount is amazing. Awesome, yep. he's amazing. That show is amazing too. But we're talking about Picard and Picard season one. I, I liked it, but it got I I, re- I liked everything with Hugh and the Borg and the ex Borgs and the, the Romulans and. When it got into a lot of whole Dr. Soong and all the Soong planet and the planet of the androids, I, yeah. I lost interest. It, it almost like they pigeonholed just to get Brent Spiner in there. Yeah, but, but there was a lot a lot to like in it. Season two? Started off hot and then whimpered I, out. I wanted to defend it because I loved the ideas and, the, and what they were going for as far as deep star trek lore like that scene in the uh evil timeline yeah in picard's office he has the skulls of his enemies and i know oh, that's goldicott's skull and yeah. that's the grand nagus's skull i mean i'm all in and i loved the the q stuff but yep but it doesn't hold together uh, nope it really fell apart well. yeah 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 it uh and it always seemed like all right yeah it's not working Let's jettison most of the cast and yeah, they really the did. They, well, they they did. That's what I was saying. They, yeah, I loved that they turned uh, the doctor into the uh, a Borg queen 
I, yes. didn't, I, I didn't see it coming at first. And speaking, then of the, I, speaking of the act, not her, but the one who played the Borg Queen passed away recently. Yes, yeah, she did. And this episode of Picard was dedicated to her, by the way. Okay. And, uh, <clears throat> but now season three, they do, they jettison all almost all the cast. Hey, I'll, I'll miss, El, was it Elnor? The, yeah, the, uh, the doctor. Yeah, her. I, I liked her character. I liked the characters. I honestly did. I, 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 I like just like no. I like the Romulan kid who sliced people in two. You know? No, no, yeah, it worked. The characters worked, but you know what? You don't want to see Picard with them. Yeah, well, set and seven. Uh, bro, I was, I was a little bit more into wanting to see them together because I'd grown to like this as a, a, a crew. But, okay, but. That's not what we're getting season three. We're doing yeah. it. We're getting the reunion and we're getting the redemption for the movies because yes. let's run them down real quick. We already talked a little bit. Um, Generations. I saw Generations in the theater and Generations is one of those movies that I, I just wanted to defend because I wanted it to be good. I wanted it to be great so bad, honestly. <laughs> the only time we were going to get Kirk and Picard on screen together uh-huh and it was like huh yeah the it's nexus? not great what the nexus huh? yeah i mean i don't know i don't i didn't mind it so much but there's a lot of just uh, none of it made a lot of sense they're like this guy has a have a million ways to get into that nexus that don't involve blowing up planets i did yeah he's fucking like, dumb huh yeah and kirk's death flying off the bridge looked comical it did <laughs> <laughs> it was a Shatner at a 50 you know I mean I know but hey I, I like that it was fun like all right okay first contact the best of them yes. by far great movie yeah uh, has a few flaws but you know, overall it's great it's what it's why it made the most money too because it was the most yes. accessible it was almost accessible and, and, and the best villain of all time oh, you can make that the Borgs. yeah get the, get the Borg man and and the Borg Queen there, played by Alice Krieg, was a great awesome. villain. Yep. I mean, uh, Insurrection felt like it would have been a really good two parter uh, uh, on the uh, the TV. I've seen again in TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Nemesis stinks. Yes. So it never. Well, it had a, you know had a young Tom Hardy playing a young Patrick Stewart in a way. I mean, oh, he was fine. I liked him, but the movie sucks. And so, really, they were one for five or one for four? One for four. One for four. And so now, this is, I feel like this is the redemption, Pete. Doesn't it feel that yeah. way? I, 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 I'll call it, it should be called Star Trek Picard the Redemption. I mean. <laughs> okay, so let's get to it. Season one. And to be I've fair, if we spoil some stuff, because we've seen, well, I've seen, like, we've both seen the first four episodes, Yeah, right? we've both seen the first four episodes. I mean, we, we didn't immediately jump to wanting to do this. It was after yeah. the third one, we were like, we need to uh, just geek out together about Star Trek yeah. and how, and hope people will listen to us. <laughs> and, and, exactly. and by the way, those of you who will listen to us, I think you'll enjoy it, and uh, thanks. So I love that they open uh, in space to, uh, you know, one of my favorite things in current Trek is, not every music cue has to be classical music or whatever. You know, these people are aware of our classics. It starts with like, I don't want to set the world on fire, which is, I guess, is that on the mixtape that Picard made for Beverly? Could be. 
<laughs> or maybe maybe it was on James Cronwell's a mixtape that he played when they went for first contact. <laughs> it's it's a relic. <laughs> yeah, it's different Cochran's, yeah. Yeah. Picard's like, I have Zephyrin Cochran's original tape for you, Beverly. <laughs> and it is Beverly. She's getting attacked. You know it's Beverly before you see her. Because if you I had to do this the second time I watched this. If you look on her shelf, she's got like her shit. Like the 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 masks of the theater, yeah, and, and stuff that we've seen on uh, Next Gen, which uh, I'm a. You throw in a bunch of little Easter eggs like that. That yeah, is you, just that's my, that's my crack, dude. Yeah, I and, love and that clearly stuff. the writers and the producers of this season so far love Star Trek. Um, yeah, and you just it's in the well, details, and I will say this is the biggest badass scene of we've ever seen of beverly um this is straight up like some shit like wharf would be doing you know yeah and I, and I saw criticism they're like what fuck beverly what why is beverly got a fucking shotgun and fucking just murdering motherfuckers like that and i'm like well we've well, seen that behavior when she was protecting wesley so yeah I well mean, that's my not point to that extent because you know they didn't have the budget uh, well, yeah, but, but, yeah um, but that's my that's my point like when you find out that she's protecting her son, yeah, Makes of sense. course, of course, she's a doctor, but she's a Starfleet doctor. Yeah, you know they know how to fight. Yeah, she's. It's not doctors, you know. It's not just a normal doctor, you know. It's. <laughs> uh, we're gonna be. Uh, I, I'm gonna be digging into a lot of like some of the dumb criticism that I read online just to make fun of, uh, and we'll get to it in the IMDb segment. Don't you worry. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing better than a recycled segment. Hey, dude, it's not a recycled segment because Gideon guys, we'll talk about that uh, then, but Gideon guys is still going on. But this this is a subsuit of uh, a sub shoot of uh, Gideon guys. This is a uh, hard for Picard, a Gideon guys production. <laughs> and uh, these mass baddies, uh, those mass, what do they remind me of? What do you think? They look so was, familiar. Not in Star Trek. I just can't put. I was actually thinking a little Star Trek. Yeah, I was thinking of the, um, I don't know, some type of alien that I swear I've seen before. Yeah, I don't know. The, I, there's, the masks uh, look somewhat familiar to me. But anyway, one just turns into fucking ash. Oh, by the way, without spoiling anything, what's really going to be fun is all of the little Easter eggs as to who our big bads are or, yeah. or uh, that they drop or maybe not. I don't know. I think we've got other. No, here's what we know going in. We know Amanda Plummer is one of the bad guys, right? For, this is what we know from the, the promo. We know that I think lore, an old lore is in this. Moriarty. Think, and Moriarty. Moriarty. When I saw, when I I saw Moriarty. <laughs> I saw Moriarty in the promo. I popped, dude. So did I. I'm like, what? We haven't seen him since season whatever. Um, uh-huh. He was in a cube. Uh, yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and someone pointed it out. And I never realized that he's the guy who played the butler on the nanny. Oh, yeah. I, know, I had no idea. Oh, I knew that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, they tricked him. And he's on like an endless loop last we saw him. <laughs> Yeah, but here's why he wants his revenge. That end at that endless loop was being on the nanny. <laughs> I spent 12 years with that screeching wench. <laughs> oh, 
we're doing nanny bits. We're 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 stretching. We're already off to a hot start. Oh, this is a that, that that's proof it's a Gideon guys production. Oh, shit. So she uh she gets wounded, and she sends this message to Picard via the myriad code as other ships are arriving and then it goes to the intro and we get og music for the first time the first two seasons had that weird music for picard but as soon as i hear the that swell dude of that music that goes right right i'm not ashamed of it it goes right up my spine i'm like oh yeah and you get that little riff when they give you this the title i mean that's really cool and we'll and we'll bring it up in the IMDb, but all the music drops in this episode are insane. If you have an ear for like w- what movies they're from, it's, oh, it's amazing. And uh, so we're at Chateau Picard with a uh, 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 one other character who they uh, they kept, and thank God they did. I mean, I don't think we're going to see much of her until the yeah. end. But I like Loris. I love Loris. Because, yeah, great character and dude, dude, she is fine. She is that is a that is a gorgeous woman. I'm I'm still I'm so team seven of nine. Oh hey, I hey, I'm like Tommy Dreamer. I'm extreme. I'll take them both. <laughs> but oh and dude, Jerry Ryan, and not to be like two guys talking about like, hot jakes, but Jerry, I think I think the actress who plays uh, Laris is striking, and Jerry Ryan, I will just say I I had a crush on her when she was seven to nine, and she just it's been all these she's a beautiful woman it's yep. just and a hell of an actress too, I mean she's she's just fantastic man, she was great on Shark, on what Shark with What's James Shark? Woods. It's like a lawyer show with James Woods as the lead. <laughs> I didn't know this existed. It did. Uh, I like to see him get assimilated uh, right about now. <laughs> so they're at yeah, like I said, he's going to give this painting of the D, uh, the the Enterprise D, to Jordy, and uh, she tells him to keep it. There. They're going to a conference on Chaltalk Four. And he's talking about how he does not admit he's not a guy. I don't need a legacy, you know, like, which is fun because then you see like, you know, the flashback four episodes like, Oh no, we'll spoil that. Yeah. I think he likes having, I think let's just say, I think he likes having a legacy. Exactly. (laughs) And, but later he, we hear that familiar uh, beeping sound, the, the badge alert, man. And yeah, just hearing it, just hearing it. I was like, Oh yeah. Those little sound effects, those Star Trek sound effects. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. You know, again, seems like they really love Star Trek, I and mean, you see it in the script and in the little beats and stuff. It's like the only thing you don't hear is Magil Barrett as the voice of the computer because uh, she passed away. But that's right. Yeah, you know, but believe you me, if she was alive, she'd still be doing the voice. Doing it. Oh yeah, she'd still be doing the voice. The bells of the on. <laughs> well, thank rather the voice of the of, uh, the computer than Loxana. Yeah, true very true <laughs> there are people who like on episodes i i not one yeah, of them not me. But... <laughs> i mean they were god awful but they weren't uh, there I mean... was one there's one one or two where she actually gets to show, show some acting chops 
you know there, she was on a, a really good uh, one deep space nine uh with odo one okay. that, that was like really good you know but a lot of like her in the mud her in the mud bath with a uh, worse whiny kid was no good oh uh, see i like that <laughs> oh you you like that one yes <laughs> you're the only one because i like it's like they're playing off with the whole uh, the mr wolf or whatever oh uh, uh, that was oof. all right <laughs> that's so funny dude <laughs> that's so... <laughs> hey that that's just it you know you don't have to agree on what star star trek you like there's a lot of there's probably a lot of uh, dumb episodes I like, dude. So it happens. I mean, it might have been at the right time, and maybe if I watched it again, I haven't watched it in probably twenty years. All right, so you, you're just not allowed to say you like the one uh, season one one, the racist one. Right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you know that's what you know. I never went back and watched rewatched season one because I just remember watching it originally, and it was just so bad. That and two, because I think I, maybe because I, I own uh, all the next gens except season one and two on DVD. And so I watched them when I got them on DVD. And of course, you know, you can get watch them on Paramount or, or, or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, I still won't watch one season one or two, I don't think. There's, season two has a few better episodes in it, but yeah, you know, it all, it, you know, as, as Riker's beard gets fuller, the episodes get better. That, oh, of course. This is true. That's a good, 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 good motto. But anyway, he finds it his old badge in the box with his old uniform. I even marked out for seeing the, the red of the uniform. Right. Uh, and yeah, you know, but, I was thinking, oh my God, is he going to put it on? Because he said he, they made a promise to him that he would not have to wear a Star Trek uniform. And stuff. Yeah. Lana, uh, Loris makes him wear it in bed sometimes. He struts yeah. it around. He struts it around for Loris because he, he might be 87 years old or whatever, but he's got a synthetic body. Remember? Exactly. Oh, his 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 synthetic dick is working just fine, my friend. Doctor Soong made made sure of that. It is so, he's great, but it's like kind of like those uh, ads I'm seeing for the new Indiana Jones, where I'm watching an eighty year old Indiana Jones do shit. I'm like, all right, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I say that my dad's 85 years old and uh, he could Picard it around. You know, he, he's in fine shape. But he gets the message from Beverly. He figures out the myriad code. And dude, okay. When she first says, don't call Starfleet. Don't, don't, you know, don't trust anyone. Speaking of season one or two, did that remind you of something? No. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, which is one of their better ones uh, with the uh, alien Vader who was trying to yeah. take over starch. Uh, Conspiracy. Over, yeah. Conspiracy. And they never followed up on it. Yes. That's where my mind went at first. I was like, are they going to do that? Cause if they do that, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cause they played it up more up in the books than they ever did. Uh, oh, did they? A little bit. Like the, when they would talk about Picard they would say how he saved the Federation from the people trying to infiltrate it type thing. And oh, wow. it made it so, sound like it was a huge deal. Oh, so you've read the books or some of the books? A few of them. A few of them. Oh, that's cool. Are they considered canon? 
you know, yeah. for the people who care about that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, like Kirk's alive. I mean, I read somewhere Kirk. I mean, by William Shatner, okay. he um he uh come back from he's back alive, and uh, somehow he's trying to. Rec- I always loved it. Somehow in in the mirror universe in his book, uh, he's a, his, his mirror is in charge, and Picard's is lackey. Um, <laughs> they will take down Worf and and uh. He was faster and stronger than Worf in in, in battle. That's so, yeah. hilarious. Um, yeah, so you know, it's it's Shatner with his ego going berserk. <laughs> That's hilarious. I had no idea he wrote yeah. his own his own fan his own fanfic. Yep. <laughs> That's great. Good for him. Yep. <laughs> so, and and she uh, she mentions Hellbird. He doesn't know what that means. Uh, and we find out he hasn't seen Beverly in 20 years. She's completely cut all of them uh, out of her life. And Laris tells him to go. So next week, we, we uh, end up at 10 forward. And uh, great scene uh, at the bar uh, with the souvenirs. And yep. you just and you hear his voice before you see him. And it's fucking Frakes. Yep. It's the, the best. And that little bit with like uh, asking about souvenirs and was, nobody nobody wants the D, and yep. she's like, yeah, nobody wants the fat ship, and he's like, oh, fucking asshole. I'm like, you kidding me? I love the D. Yep, D's a great fucking ship, man. What are they talking about? That's the that's one we all fell in love with. Fat that's ship, true. fat ship, my ass. I like fat shit ships, and I can't lie. Picard is wearing a newsboy's cap for some reason to, to meet up with him, Pete. I call it the old man cap, but that's oh, fine. old man cap. That's all right. All right. Yeah. I can see what yeah. My 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 great uncle. My grandfather always both my yeah, grandparents okay. always had yeah, one. You know what? You're right. Well, the one that I played golf always had one on. So you're absolutely right. <laughs> but this is a, a kind of a weird place to uh plan your secret plan in the middle of a bunch of people at a bar yeah and then trust no one (laughs) this is clearly yeah exactly giving out (laughs) giving out starship souvenirs (laughs) and they're overheard by a dude yeah and uh we find out that uh the hellbird had something to do with a, uh, a computer virus that happened uh during best of both worlds when Picard was uh, Lacutus, which was not in the show, that's just a, a fun little thing they they added. <laughs> and they add something else even further in episode four, which I didn't see coming at all, which I absolutely love that wrinkle. Mm, did, oh God, I don't even remember know which one you're talking about. You, you know, maybe tell me when we're done, but uh, okay, because uh, there's it feels like there's a bunch of them, and I love yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> So uh, uh, there's something called Frontier Days. We find that like the Federation has all kinds of like three different holidays, like all kinds of holidays up there. Like there's Frontier Days and that Captain day. Picard Day. Oh yeah, oh it's for the children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'd go to Captain Shaw Day. Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll get to him in, a, in just a little bit. So. They figure out the real coordinates. Uh, and we find out that he's on the outs with Troy. His marriage is uh, rocky for some reason. Uh, Probably because they didn't want to have her much in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, she wasn't in any... She, yeah, she, well, she wasn't in any of the promo posters. But, yeah. 
but she's in it. I mean, they got her in it. She's, you know, it's just like the, it's just like some of the movies. Troy's just exactly. Pops in every now and... like even hell, even like Beverly is in it, but she did her like did her little thing, and then she's off. Gives it did, and now she's out of the way for the most part so far. Mm, that was seems major part of the fourth episode. Yeah, no, okay, so. that's fair. That's fair. Oh yeah, Gates McFadden isn't coming around to just stand around like she used to do on the show. She's gonna have a significant part, of course. I mean, she's you know, I mean, clearly she's carrying. Never mind. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. So Will has. I don't an think idea. it's that. I don't think it's that big of a spoiler if we know she has a son. Oh yeah, we we get by the get to the end of it. She's protecting. Her. We mentioned in the beginning she's protecting her son. That's why she's uh, so vicious with her uh, space shotgun. Uh, you know, we, we're gonna get to uh, his son. Uh, hold on, their son, because they give it away by the end of this. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, yep. Yeah, by the end of this, we meet Picard's son. Uh, yeah, I mean, they do a great. I mean, they do that great scene where they don't need words because they have the history they have yeah. together. And, and that's he, in the second he, episode. But as soon, okay, see, so yeah, they all blend yeah. together when I'm, you know. No, that's fine. But there's a moment in this episode where I was like, oh, all right, you know, like. <laughs> I mean, Riker knew it right off the bat. Right? Exactly, they, Riker. They, that's just it. The minute he says, "I'm her son," Riker looks over at him like, "That's your kid, dude." Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I didn't know that accents were hereditary, but there you go. <laughs> and uh, Will has an idea for a ship. Then we cut to Metallus Prime. You know, the disco rave and drug crime planet, which is fun because it's a making fun of the the showrunner um, uh, whose last name is Metallus. And when, uh, is it? Yeah, yeah, the, the name of the oh, planet. that's cool. Yeah. So we get uh, Rafi. Now, they didn't get rid of Rafi. And uh, yeah. let me ask you about Rafi. I like Rafi. I like the actress. Oh. A lot of people... Oh, he does not agree. He's one of those yeah, people on I the know. internet. He's one of those people on the internet who complains about Rafi. Uh, I've seen a lot of people like say she overacts, and I think I think you're just mistaking overacting for good acting among Star Trek. I think she's fantastic, but I, I've always liked the actress. I didn't really hate her. I just but I just didn't think they gave her a whole great lot of great stuff to do um, in the first two seasons. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and in the first season, well, the first season there was a lot of like her dealing with like you know still dealing with being on drugs and yeah and then and they try kid. to play up a big history with her and picard which we still don't i think that was from some comic books or some books okay like i believe that are like our canon okay I, I, I think i think i read that dude uh right, yeah so there there's yeah so there that's something that you know Okay, cool Easter egg, but most of us don't know what the hell the Easter egg is. So yeah, but it tells you something that of all the original cast that they decided to say yeah, add, uh, say yeah, adios to, they kept her around. Yeah, she, she's fucking good, and and she's pretending to be a junkie to get info from an Orion who's a dealer about this uh, tunneling tech that, from that was stolen from the Daystrom Institute, and uh, oh, that rings a bell, right? Yep. Wasn't the last time weren't they making datas uh, there, or was that a different institute? But I, I thought it was, uh, it was something. It was definitely a callback. I just don't know why. Yeah, gosh, I can't, I can't, I can't put my finger on it. I thought that was the lab from season one. Anywho, 
but she finds out that that there's gonna, something's going to happen with the Red Lady. And turns out uh, uh, she's a Starfleet intelligence that was pretending to be a junkie. Yeah, and she's calling her handler and wants a face to face. So then we cut we get to that the, season episode two. Yeah, well, at the very end of episode two, we find. Okay, yeah, let me tell you. I'll tell you this, and we'll, get, we'll save it until we get to it. This episode, they give it away. This episode, if you're a Star Trek fan, like right away. And we're gonna get to it in just a minute. But before we get to that, uh, uh, Picard and Riker on the shuttle, uh, and they're approaching the Titan, and we get the beauty shot of the Titan. Oh God, I love those. The 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 beauty shots of of the ships and the ship getting ready to leave, you know, which is like you know a trope in Star Trek, and I don't care. I love it every time, man. Agreed. (laughs) Always cool in space, space dock. Mm -hmm. Just it just look it just looks better and better. And they're going to do a fake inspection and figure out a way to get the ship up to where Beverly is, which is outside of Federation space. And uh, the Titan has been refitted. It's now the Neo-Constitution class. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first officer is seven of nine, but uh, she has to say uh, uh, Annika Hansen. Yeah. Because Captain Shaw, you know, it, it, it appears to be you know, uh, uh, an ex-Borg uh, bigot. Uh, yeah. But at first, and then then we find out. Well, we'll save it for. for well, that's later. the reveal I was talking about. I'm like, oh, I didn't see that one. You know? Oh, oh no, me neither, dude. Me neither. But goddamn, it adds so much layers to the character. I mean, it's just great writing, honestly. Yeah. Well, I, like, you know, normally, good. normally these like captains, like the one in. Um, oh, the one in what? In a well, shit in generations where uh, Kirk oh. is takes has to take over. I mean, they, oh, Alan the Ruck's dude, playing the him, dude from know? Ferris Bueller, that yeah, captain, you know. Yeah. You're expecting that type of captain, uh, you know, to be playing in this role, you know, because you're gonna need Riker or Picard to take over somehow and stuff. And uh, but here, no, yeah, they do, they do it great, you know. Yeah. Well, not spoiling anything, but watching this guy's performance, and I had the idea. Oh, you know, it gave it away in the end. Those end credits had a little thing in it that gave it away to me that that no, this guy's sticking around because. Uh, I, if you pay attention to those end credit sequence, there's like spoilers and cool little references in them and shit. I go, I go over them like fucking people go over the Zapruder film because they because <laughs> they change them every episode. It's, it's fucking great, and throwing like little Star Trek fucking nerd Easter eggs there too. Which just you know, I have a hard hard week. I'd be coming home to watch fucking Picard every Thursday and it just makes everything better. Right. All four episodes. This has been, this is going to be a great 10. Was it 10 episodes? This is going to be, I think it's 10. Yeah. Great 10 weeks. Uh, Right. I always love it when that happens and some TV show comes along and you're like, okay, for the next 10 weeks, this is going to be something to look forward to. Exactly. Yep. 10 episodes. And uh, we find out the captain's name is Shaw, and then they go to the bridge, and we meet uh, Sydney Crash LaForge, Jordy's daughter. Nice, you know. This is much better than when we met Chekhov—not Chekhov's, but Sue's daughter in uh, Generations. Oh wow! See, there you go, because I barely remember that. But and uh, I think this act—I can't. Gosh, I don't know this actress's name, but uh, I think she's really good. I really like her a lot. 
Yeah, she's great. Do you think he better like the like the spawn of Jordy LaForge? It's almost like he's because he's like the nicest guy and in, in Star Trek. Yeah. History. Do you think do you think he married Leah Brom like he did in uh, the, <laughs> the last episode? Well, remember that in the last episode of Next Generation, you know, in the future the future part, he's married to Leah Brom, which is That's really right. weird. Yep. Which is really weird because Okay, speaking of some next generation that doesn't hold up, um, that whole Jordy Leah Brom two part. I mean, they, there was the one with the hologram, and then he meets the real, the real one, and one. It's, yeah. like the, it's like the creepiest fucking thing, thing ever. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like I don't even know how to even. It's almost like I don't know, like jerking <laughs> off to a picture, and then you meet the real person. I mean, it's just yeah, I mean, and and it could well uh, yeah, because the, the hologram one uh, fell in love with him, and yeah. uh, he got to bang her. He was banging her hologram. Yeah, and uh, then he meets the real one, and she no, finds I don't the like the hologram at all. <laughs> well, it's not, it's, or what's worse, Barkley banging, having fucking four ways with uh, with all right, Crusher, and who, who else? Guinan was in there, I'm sure, you know. Oh, geez. <laughs> Speaking of those, so some of those Barkley episodes were a little tough. Yeah. To get through, and I love that actor. I love Dwight Schultz, but. Oh, yeah. AT, baby, forever. There's a Voyager episode that's Barkley centric. Oh, yeah. There's that's, a few of them. That's, yeah. There's one that where he's the main character, though. That's kind of hard to get through <laughs> yeah is it where is he the one where he establishes contact with them i think so i think okay. so uh but yeah, there's a lot of him being manic and i'm like yeah yeah it's yeah, it, you know like, i like a sprinkle of barkley just not too much barkley yeah, yeah he just he's yeah he was great when he was in the movies sitting up like in a right or something yeah, yeah there you go i didn't even realize he was in the movies there you go yeah, he was in definitely in first contact Oh yeah, he must have been in that one. <clears throat> so, oh gosh, where was I? So she figures out that. Um, oh, I'm sorry. It's dinner with Shaw time. Man. Dinner with Shaw. He's eating a blue steak. I was wondering <laughs> some of that future steak. Is that Andorian steak could be, baby. Mm, that Andor- it, that it looked good. I'd love to have some Andorian steak. And. Uh, and uh, Picard and Seven and Riker come in. And at first, what did you think? I mean, he's such an asshole, right? Right. Oh, yeah. He's such a fucking dickhead. <laughs> and I and I immediately liked him. Oh, yeah. I immediately liked him. I like the actor. Oh, yeah. Well, I've seen him in stuff. Like, yeah, I just can't remember where I've seen him. I just have seen him in a lot of stuff. Okay. I know he was in the TV show version of 12 Monkeys, but I never saw it. Okay. That's the only thing I've heard, but yeah, that's just it. The actor is outstanding. Yep, and and I you immediately know that, and I I kind of liked him, like being like, I don't give a fuck about you two, you know, you retired old fuck, and yeah, you know, and did you guys crash a bunch of ships and get a bunch of people killed and uh, everything? And he just doesn't have any respect for them whatsoever. Yeah, and, and you I actually could buy him. Um, actually being like a lead, you know what I'm saying? You believe that he could be a lead in a Star Trek TV show as a captain. 
Yeah, because when when even established here, when it gets his his number one priority is the safety of his crew, and what that means to him, and I'm kind of like, I kind of see his point, you know, <laughs> about that, you know, I don't he he doesn't come off to me as a complete asshole here. It, a lot of people just immediately thought he did, and I was like, I don't know, I think there's layers to this guy. I, I think you remind me a lot of Je- 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 Captain Jericho, is it or Jellico? Yeah, he, he studied. You know, I bet you he studied under Jellico at the academy. There you go. I I do it. I guarantee it. That's that. <laughs> you know, he was probably the teacher's pet. Jellico was like taking him aside. He's like, boy, when I ran that ship, and I ran it, you know, Picard, he ran that ship like a maniac. I had. You know, <laughs> He had, the, he had them doing uh, triple shifts. I had them go to four shifts and it worked and it worked better. <laughs> and you know what? I hate, you know what? They both hate jazz. Yep. There you go. Right? Because that's the first thing he tells uh, uh, Riker. He's like, oh, first thing I did was get rid of all that jazz in the system because yep. he, he was the captain of the Titan. Yep. <laughs> I think you're on to something, Pete. I think you're onto something. I think he would. I, okay, if they save that to the end, where he mentions that he was a just a protege of Jellico, <laughs> he was Jellico's number one. No, if they number one, I <laughs> well, I will get down on my knees and worship the television if they do that. That would be because <laughs> it makes perfect sense. You know, that two-parter is one of my all-time favorite Star Treks. That's the two-parter that convinced my wife to watch Next Generation with me. Incredible. That was it. You know, the, there David are four, Warner, wasn't it David Warner? David the, Warner, uh, yep. David uh, Warner, uh, There Are Four Lights. That, yeah. my wife finally was like, okay, fine. We can watch Star Trek every Saturday. Which then I was like, Okay, then we're gonna watch D Space Nine too. You know, so that, that we're all in. <laughs> <was> once, <laughs> once <laughs> to remind everybody, you're divorced now. But you know, <laughs> believe me, Star Trek had nothing to do. It was Enterprise. It was Enterprise. Enterprise it, was the breaking point. That was the breaking. She wanted point. to continue watching it while you wanted not. No, no, it would have been the exact opposite if that was <laughs> fucking true. You know, trust me, trust me, it wasn't TV. The two of us stuck together and watched 90210 to the bitter end. Was... <laughs> you did too, right? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up, I did gave up on the season, but once I heard Luke Perry was coming back as Dylan McKay, and I'm like, oh, great, we're gonna get him and Brandon back together. And then Brandon left right the episode before right away. They came like, back up. He tagged out. He tagged out. <laughs> exactly. We only have enough money for one of you. Tag. <laughs> the only time, the only time we didn't watch it was there was a brief, maybe a, only a season, where they had nine hundred two one zero up on the same night against Voyager. Ooh. And I was like, nope, no. Nope. And she even agreed with me. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was, She knew. She knew that we, we would sit there and say, look at each other and go, why do we still watch this shit? We were a seven to nine household. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. She even, uh, she liked Janeway. You know, she, she, she was a Janeway fan. 
as was I. Big Janeway fan. <laughs> One of my favorite captains. I told a guy at work that, Pete, that my uh -huh. two, I, I just mentioned my two favorite captains were were Cisco and I really liked Janeway and he just looked at me like I had three heads. Well, that's not usually the, where people go. Well, it was a kind of, kind of just like like he was about this ready to say, oh, you just like the woke stuff or some shit. It was kind of like that. Like, <laughs> he liked the forward thinking stuff. Well, believe me, I know enough to how he feels about women in power to know exactly why he feels that way about Janeway. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he has any ill feelings about Cisco being a black captain, but yeah, def I definitely know why he doesn't like Janeway. <laughs> <laughs> so he says no. He's not going to take him over because uh, they try to con him with some like, hey, let's race over to this system and show everyone yeah. how fast this ship is. And he don't, he's like, no, we're not going to fucking do that. And I don't care. And uh, by the way, I got you some beds, uh, bunk beds. You'll love them. I love yeah, the I love that one. Thing. Yeah, that was a great line. <laughs> oh, then we get uh, back to Rafi. And here's another uh, character who they uh, kept from uh, the last, first two seasons. The ship. Because she's on the Lost Serena. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, she's on, uh, what's his name? Ship. Yeah, uh, Rios' ship, the Lost yep. Serena. Yeah, which I like because I like that ship. That's a yeah. cool looking ship. Well, I'm sure. I mean, how they designed it. So I'm sure they wanted to somehow keep it. You know, it's a mm -hmm. set they don't have to tear down. And it makes sense when we get to Rafi and her handler, you know, uh, that they have their own separate cool ship because they're the so far the B plot. They should have their yeah, own spaceship, exactly. right? And then, you know, just like the last few Star Trek generation movies, this handler can conveniently show up, you know? And speaking of the handler, She's getting an incoming from the handler, and we're just getting the computer voice that would have been Magil yeah. Barrett. And uh, so it's it's a woman's voice, and uh, she's like tell, telling uh, the handler that you know it's getting too hard. I'm freaking out. People are going to get hurt. It's hard to go undercover, and you're getting. She's getting some feedback, and there's like I'm aware. You know, he brings up her record and her substance abuse. And uh, shit. And eventually, though, while she's freaking out and uh, she wants the face to face and uh, the handler is saying no. The words, you are a warrior, come across the screen. Oh, yeah. There you go. And right then and there. And then next it says, find the red lady. And it cuts to Rafi goes, yeah. And it goes to break. And I, and I right then and there went, it's Worf. Oh yeah, I, I mean I had a feeling <laughs> right too. I it's mean, Worf. Yeah. Oh, it, it, you knew Michael. Do this is not spoiling anything. Michael Dorn was was on the show. He was in all the promos. We yeah. saw him. He had he, he looks great. He's got white the white hair. He looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, he looks amazing. And yeah, it's Worf. You know, it, and the minute I saw you are a warrior, I I just I got so excited. I got so yeah. excited when I I'm like, I'm like, it's really happening. They're doing it and they're doing it right. I felt and it at yeah, this point. Doing, and they're doing an umbrella story, which I love, you know, where like everything's connecting. Yeah. Uh, so the A and the B plot are going to come head to head, you know. Yeah, eventually, eventually. And by the way, before we take a quick break, you know what? That is spoiling something. I'm going to save that. We'll be right back. All right, I'm just going to. All right. All right. 
welcome back to hard for picard and uh once again thanks for listening everyone who's checking this out and if the length of this one uh makes you jump just remember i just felt we had to get in our uh our star trek you know nerd credentials and the rest of the episodes will be just about the shows but one thing we're gonna do in each episode is well we mentioned it before uh, a little segment I brought over from Gideon Guys called IMDb Curious. This is where I like to go into the IMDb reviews uh, for episodes of TV that you'd be surprised not a lot of people uh, partake of. It's not one of the more popular ones. So you can find some real gems. Your typical toxic fans. Your uh, a lot of your but your 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 obsessive with trivia. And sometimes just some fun, weird shit. And some people who just don't like it because a lot of people hate New Trek. I can't uh, wait. A lot of people hate it. But let's start with trivia. I brought it up. Here's the list of songs. Songs. Here's the list of themes uh, that we hear in this episode. Throughout the episode, several musical scores from the Star Trek franchise are heard, including music from Star Trek The Motion Picture, uh, 1979, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, 1982, Star Trek The Next Generation, 1987, and Star Trek First Contact, 1996. I picked up on that First Contact theme. I liked yeah. that. Yeah, that, that was fun. And 53 of 55 found that interesting. I found that interesting. Who are those two people who are like, no, I don't fuck you. Who gives a shit about music? Maybe they're deaf. <laughs> yeah, that's just it. <laughs> that's the problem. They were they were watching it with the subtitles. I don't give a exactly. fuck. <laughs> and here we go, Pete. Viewer reviewers. Now, lots of uh, lots of tens, lots of nines. Um some occasional criticisms that you maybe could see well i could kind of maybe see your point but generally high but when we get to the the people who the, the who really hate this new shit there's two that uh that stood out to me first one one out of ten lock and load your electronic shotgun terrible writing and immature to boot now th this was long i just uh, picked uh, this little uh, gem here yeah okay Clearly, these writers know and care more about what the cheek wine uh, to be drinking in California these days is than they know how to write scripts for Star Trek or any decent sci-fi for that matter. But the truth is, these writers have spoken, and that message is we're getting paid a fortune to write this trash, and in 10-foot-high letters, we are do not care what you think. Yeah, well, I don't care to watch this garbage. So you just lost another loyal fan. So, so long and thanks for all the sushi and Pinot Noir or whatever other crap it is you're all drinking out there in La La Land these days. Man, a real Star Trek fan would have signed off with uh, Live Long and Prosper. I love okay. his hatred yeah. of these goddamn Pinot Noir drinking Jeez, Hollywood yeah. types. <laughs> That's the fucking best. Fucking white wine drinkers. <laughs> Walking around with your loafers with no socks. Socks. Freaking <laughs> collars flipped up. Douchebag. Fucking great. One out of ten. Wear a sweater when it's a sweater on top of your <laughs> neck when it's 90 degrees out. Uh, 
Okay. And last, one out of ten. <laughs> Made my girlfriend cry. From Limp Fan. My girlfriend isn't even a big Trekkie. She is pretty sensitive, though. She cried because the amount of disrespect to the OG attitude of TNG Picard was so lost, and she was already cranky. This definitely did not serve as a relaxing way to end the night. Apparently, his girlfriend gave him a ration of shit about having to watch Star Trek. It was not a relaxing way to end the night. Yeah, there's a couple not lasting very long. I don't think so either, Pete. Uh, 12 out of 43 found that helpful. Hmm. Back to the show. The other guys who show their girlfriends Star Trek Picard at night <laughs> going to bed. She was already cranky. Okay, that's just it. She was already cranky. Yeah. And he, he, he decided to show her uh, Picard. And, you know, just because we're hard for Picard doesn't mean that she is going to be hard for Picard. She, well, you know? He might have been hard for Picard, but she was exactly. not having any of it after the exact window. <laughs> so on the Titan, Picard uh, and uh, Riker are in their bunk beds. Uh, it's, I made me laugh. I thought it was fucking funny. I love the old man. I'm going to get up to pee. All, all that shit. Frakes, especially, brings so much joy and levity and he to, to this. And he's good. You forget how good he is as an actor, man. He's just... You know, because, you know, really, a next generation, they gave him a lot of the shitty episodes, too. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, dude, I, I was just listening today to uh, to Frakes being interviewed on uh, the podcast that Paul F. Tompkins and uh, Tony Newsom do, the start, the official the Star Trek podcast from, you know, the official uh, from Paramount and everything. And Frakes, they, they brought up the clip show, that clip show. He's like, oh, we had to do that clip show. Remember that with Riker's got some brain thing. I was a real piece of shit. And I laugh my ass off. It was so funny. And they gave him so many horrible episodes. Yeah, but he's a great actor. You forget how good he is, and we're seeing it. In well, that's the thing is, he, he brings a lot of charm and levity to the character. Charm. He's and, so and, charming. And he, and he can chew scenery up real well. Uh, so, yeah, this is the best I think we've seen him in like forever. Yeah. We didn't get close to this in the movies. Not even. Not even, even he didn't have a lot to do in the movies, to be no, perfectly honest. Yeah, because he was pushed to the behind uh, the data and, you know, and you know, when you think about it, they'd always have a guest star on the movies who, but, uh, or two who ate up a lot of time, you know? I think the most, well, off the top of my head, the movie he had the most to do was First Contact uh, down on the planet with planet, yeah. James Cromwell and everything. So, and he was charming in all, there. every one of his scenes. Hey, he yeah. was on the ship. He was on the ship with him. Yeah. Listening to Steppenwolf. Yep. On a Star Trek. Yep. <laughs> so 
they have to report to the observation lounge. Seven is calling for him. And she calls him out. I love this scene where she's like, tell me what the fuck's going on or throwing you out of airlock. And, and Frank's is, I was like, like, that's how you talk to an admiral. That's how I talk to a friend. It's like, ah, everything about this is great, especially the giveaway. Cause she, they tell her what's going on. Yeah. And she's not, she, she's not happy about having to eat shit from Shaw. And, uh, right. And she's like, you, you and Janeway talked me into this. I even then I pop for him, like oh, just yeah. the mention of her, the mention of her. You know, yeah, Janeway. I totally agree. I thought it was a nice little, you know, again, people, this is people who know Star Trek and know the ins and outs and the character dynamics. And she misses being, I loved the whole Fenris Ranger thing, by the way. Later, yeah. earlier, earlier we saw, uh, oh no, well, we will see uh, Fenris yes. Rangers, but. That whole concept of the that they introduced in Picard of the Fenris Rangers who are like who bring law to a lawless galaxy, but they don't work for the fucking Federation or nothing. I love the idea. I think yeah. that's a fun addition to the Star Trek mythos. It's actually something that sounds interesting on a, a TV show. Yeah, I'd watch that. Dude. I'd watch. Well, you know, that's not really saying anything. I'd watch. Dude, I watch. I, I watch Prodigy. The one, the kids show. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Nickelodeon and, or whatever it yeah, is. You know why? Because it's fucking good. It's it's really really good, and it's and it's basically a sequel to Voyager. And I'm like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Uh, Kate Mulgrew's on this. Yeah, so, she is. Man, I love it. Uh, my and my nephew loves it. It's the first Star Trek he's really enjoyed. Okay. It's his gateway drug. So someday he'll, he'll be taking over these podcasts talking about fucking Star Trek. There we go. Yep. And turns out she's already taken him to the system and tells him, yep. and tells him, yeah, you got to steal this shuttle. Gives him four minutes. Uh, they detect the vessel. Shaw wakes up, sees a nebula, <laughs> gets to the bridge and chews Seven's ass out and tells her, you know, your career's over. And uh, Rafi is searching for the Red Lady. And she figures it out. And it's a ceremony to honor Rachel Garrett. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Where's that name familiar from? She was the captain who got gets killed in yesterday's Enterprise. That's right. Okay. Wow. Okay. One of the greatest Great. episodes yep. of Next a Generation. Top 10. Top 10. Yep. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. And they're going to do a dedication ceremony and they show the statue of Rachel, Rachel Garrett. I don't know why it's red. I don't know why you would, we're going to honor this great hero with a giant red statue. <laughs> I, mean, I, I can't criticize art in the 25th century, I guess, but it, it seems kind of weird. And Rafi flies to San Francisco to warm too late. And they had that, that great special effect of the tunnel machine just yeah. dropping the building and then uh, it, it disappears in the ground and then like drops out of the sky. And if you listen, listen, all you hear is screaming in the background, just ah, like a million people screaming. Yeah. It's horrifying. And like Rafi just saw her nine 11, basically. Like I've heard seen people go, like, Oh, she overreacted here or overacted. I was like, no, what? I've seen I've seen that look. I, I see I was watching TV when that happened. Yeah, and, uh, with a bunch of people. I've seen that fucking look. She nailed it. <laughs> like it was horrific. The screaming yeah. made it horrific. And 
and you're like, oh shit, is she gonna fucking start doing drugs again? Because it's the first thing you think of with Rafi. And but thankfully, not really, not really. So we wrap this up on the shuttle. Frakes is great. They're uh, they figure out through the sensors that it's Beverly and she's hurt bad, and uh, uh, they're getting ready to uh, to go on board and fight. And they're doing their whole. Uh, Breaker has uh, bad knees and Picard uh, arthritis. And yeah, like, Doctor Soong really fucked me, didn't he? I'm just like <laughs> this body that just ages like a normal body. I mean, you could have made me a data, but no. I don't, I, I don't know how I felt about that plot device at the end of season yeah. one. It's like they turned Picard into a data, but one who ages like a normal person. Yeah, so they did what nothing. What are you talking about? What the fuck? <laughs> so he's just flesh with a positronic brain. I don't. I don't. I don't really like that. They they bring it up a couple times too, but I, I hopefully I hope they drop it. They made like he's a synthetic. Ah, don't, just th- let's forget about that shit. Yeah, drop it. And they uh, they get on there under the ship. They are listening to the mixtape. They find the kill shot, and they even say something. Oh, Beverly really must have meant business. And they say, "Notice the weird ashes." Ding. That's number two. Yeah. Uh, then uh, they separate. Uh, Picard finds Beverly and frozen in a tube, and uh, some dude gets the drop on Will with a gun, yeah, phaser. And he brings him into the room, and Picard talks him down, and he puts his phaser down, and and Riker just fucking elbows him right in the fucking face, and goes grabs the phaser, goes give me that, and yep. I fucking popped out of my chair. Exactly. <laughs> Because you don't usually see our Star Trek guys lose their temper, you know? Oh, I just like, you you, you, you young piece of shit. You know who you're handling? I am William T. Riker, you fucking punk. Boom. Uh, loved it. And it uh, turns out it's Beverly's son. And this is the moment. Riker, you, I ran into my notes here, dude. Riker immediately, his eyes go like, huh? And looks at yeah. the guard because he's like, 20 years? That sounds, that looks about right. <laughs> yep. And, and he's like, uh, they found me. And the, who's they? He's like, oh, they've been chasing me. And he says, every time they have different faces, ding, number three, uh, number three clue. And it's a big pointy ship. And so many people online complained about this, the Shrike. This is the Shrike. He's like, oh, it looks like one of those ugly ones from the the JJ movies. Yeah, I'm like I think it looks fucking badass. Awesome, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I it think looks it looks threatening as shit. Badass. Like, come on. It has a very Birds of Prey feel to it. Yeah, scary as shit. It looks cool, cool yeah. as fuck. I'm glad you agree with me about that because we're amongst the a lot of the nerds, at least that i'm reading that's one of their complaints i was like oh no no you have a ship that's like threatening and then i mean for for all the damage they've done i mean shit i mean whatever and it looks like it's dwarfing this ship but then we find out that this is more of a tiny this is a tinier class federation ship yeah you know but this ends like this shit is the size of the death star but no it's just they're in a tinier ship 
Yeah, there, there's, there's is more of almost like it's not. I don't want to call it a medical one, but it's a. I think it is a medical one. It is. A I medical. think you're right. I think yeah, 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 that's right. It yeah, must be a medical. It's the doctor ship. So yeah, it's the medical one, and that's boom, and then we get the end credits, and I love that they save these end credits, uh, with listing all the, the actors, uh, on the show, f- for the end instead of the beginning. I love the way they they're just getting yeah. to it, saving this to the end. But like I said, here's where we see. We see a positronic brain, music notes, a DNA strand, uh, a holodeck control, which I my mind immediately went to Moriarty, but I think it's, yeah. I think it actually says ten forward. Uh, but, oh, yeah. but then just something says war report damage. There's a list of the ships in the museum that Jordy is running, and every episode it reveals one more. So we've seen it's been revealed. Oh, Voyagers there. Oh, the this models this famous ones there. So that's just, you know, nerd drugs, right? For me. Right. And, uh, and, and Shaw's record is there, which gave it away to me. I'm like, oh, there's more to Shaw than meets the eye. And then one that said, said, do not seek blame. Do not seek anger. I'm like, oh, there's some wharf. And as soon as I got done watching this episode, Pete, as we wrap up, I was so happy. I was so happy. I just, I, I felt immediately like they fucking got it. Yep. They fucking got it. They're giving us what we want. And yeah. And the title of the episode it. was next generation. I mean, it was just, called the cool. next generation and they lived up to it. I thought this again, as we wrap up, this is why we're doing this because this for star Trek fans, like me and Pete, like, we don't super obsess over the minutiae and get mad at it. And when it's coming from such a sense of, yeah, the, the, like Pete has been saying, these the creators get it and they know what we want and just the deep cuts and seeing the, just the cast we've seen so far. And then what we've seen uh, up to the, uh, the fourth episode and there's more yeah. to come and it's just, everything's clicking. Uh, I, I can't imagine this is going to drop off. It's just going to get better and better. So Pete, I think it's time to wrap it up. I want to thank you again for doing this with me uh, over the next 10 weeks. Oh yeah. And uh, everyone who's tuning in, we'd like to thank you and we will talk to you next time. All right. Yeah. I got to watch. For-